0: Welcome to the Odessa First Assembly Podcast. I'm Tony, the Digital Ministry Manager here at OFA, and I'm excited to be with you today for our sermon series, Healing. This series is all about experiencing wholeness and restoration in our lives through the healing power of God's grace. We'll be hearing from our lead pastor, Todd Starnes, his wife, Pastor Angela Starnes, and myself as we explore topics such as, does God still heal, maintaining a healthy spirit and body, and persevering in faith during times of struggle. We believe that God wants to bring healing to every area of our lives, and we're excited to see what he has in store for us through this series. So join us as we dive into scripture and discover how God's love and compassion can transform our lives and communities. Without further ado, here's today's message from our sermon series, Healer.
1: This has already been a wonderful service, hasn't it? Just see the presence of the Lord is here. I'm very excited. It's um, wonderful to have Hope here. I'm not sure. There she is. Yes, we. it's like coming home, right? <laughs> and Shaylee, yes, she's not chopped liver, just because Hope's here. <laughs> <She can. laughs> so we're thankful for y'all being here and helping us. And it's also exciting to have AJ and Alyssa and their family. Uh, your dad is here, so he's a minister. And we're glad to have you here. We're getting ready for a wedding. <laughs> very, it's going to be here very quickly so we're glad to have you here, and um, we're glad you're here. So as you can see, the pastor is not up here. I'm his wife, <laughs> I'm Angela. Um, but he is um, on his way back with my son, our son, Chase, who is going to be graduating, and he's getting ready to go to college. So they went to see a Christian college in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and so... Um, Anyway, we're praying for Chase and what he's going to do, so, um, but many of you will, will understand this, but, you know, when when you see your husband being a great dad, it just touches your heart so much, and so I have a lot of love and respect for those that have been coming on Wednesday night, I'm going to make sure I, use the, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for him and what he he does, Is he's a wonderful dad, wonderful husband, and... So I'm thankful, and I'm, I also, whenever I'm the one preparing for this Sunday morning, I have a lot of respect, too, because all that he does to prepare, it's, it's pretty amazing, and I get to come in and see him crying out to the Lord and praying, and, and um, he's the real deal. So anyway, so yeah, so we are continuing. Oh, I got also a shout-out to Miranda. We're so proud of you, Miranda. God has done so much in her. From the beginning of the school year when she wasn't really serving God at all into now um, singing in Christ alone because she and wants people to know that she's standing and, and living for the Lord. So we're really proud of you. You did a great job. So um, her testimony has really encouraged all of us, hasn't it? <laughs> so a simple invitation and first priority. A lot of things went into that and church, family here. So, so we're continuing our series on healing today. If you don't know that, you're in a place, and you're among people here that believe in divine healing. We believe that, um, that God still heals. Amen? Amen? Um, we believe because of God's Word, the Bible. We believe um, because it, it says that Jesus said that. And then we've also seen it fulfilled many times. Many people in this room have seen and witnessed miracles um, personally. So my prayer today is that you're going to leave with your faith built up and your eyes more fixed on Jesus. I really believe God's going to move today. So um, we're going to be reading from a few passages. I hope, don't panic if you saw at the top of your page um, this, how many scriptures we're going to be sharing, but um, they all just kind of come together. And so um, we're going to start with John 14. This is kind of the end of Jesus' ministry on earth before he ascends into heaven. And so um, we're going to read from John 14, and then we're also going to read from the book of Acts. Um, By the way, Acts is one of my favorite books. If you um, want your faith built up, just start reading and read through the whole book of Acts. It is so cool. I just love the book of Acts. I really fell in love when when I started, when I was teaching um, fourth graders, and we went through the book of Acts, and they were like this starts do we get to read the next chapter today and I'm like yes <laughs> it's so exciting so but I'm gonna start with um, John chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 this is the words of Jesus he said I tell you the truth anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Okay, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you that you still do heal. We thank you that you still do miracles. You still do speak to us. And we know that firsthand because so many of us have witnessed that and been part of that. So today, Lord, I ask you that faith just rise up in us, that you would work in us, In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we're going to flip over to now um, the book of Acts. So Jesus has has made this promise to them that that, that, um, they could also do the same works. We could do the same works that Jesus did and even greater works. Okay? Greater works. That that thing, greater works. It's like, how could we do greater things than Jesus, right? But the book of Acts gives us an account of the beginning of the church and the miracles that happen. Um, So I'm going to read from two passages that have some some really great truths, um, some similarities, but there are also some contrasts that I think we're going to learn from. So let's um, read from Acts chapter 6. And this is about Stephen. So we're going to pick up with um, verse 8. It says, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed many, er, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. So this is the truth that Jesus said. So many miracles and signs are happening, right? So then this is the story throughout the book of Acts. You're going to read um, great things happen. People start opposing them. Persecution happens. And... It spreads, and then the gospel spreads. So it's like over and over and over. This keeps on happening. So same thing happened to him. They create lies about him. He's falsely accused. He's defending his faith to the council. He preaches to them. He calls out their hypocrisy, because these are supposed to be leaders of the church um, at the time of the, the, um, the Jewish church community. So verse 15, it says, as, so this is all happening um, everyone in the high council stares at Stephen because his, faith, his face became as bright as an angel's. Can you imagine that? It's pretty cool. So Acts chapter 7, skipping down, so chapter 7, verse 54. So all this account, like I'm not going to read his whole sermon because it's a really long sermon. <laughs> but you should go back and read that. The Jews were, inf- were infuriated by Stephen's accusations. Remember, he called out their hypocrisy. And they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, for, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. And this was the great, after this was great mourning of Stephen's death, persecution spread. And so did the gospel, so we 're going to skip over now to chapter fourteen. so a lot happens in that time. So this man, Saul, that had just approved of stephen 's um, stoning uh, th- them killing him, um, in fact, he was instigating much persecution in the church. he comes to know Jesus, Jesus appears to him, he gets his attention, and he comes to know to know Jesus a radical change in fact. Um, some, sometimes he's known as Saul, but then he was also known as Paul. So he was completely changed. So now he's preaching the gospel. Instead of spreading persecution, now he's preaching the gospel. And um, he is making waves big time. So chapter 14, this, is all, this has all happened. He, he is now ministering to people. While they were at Lystra, beginning in verse 8... Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized that he had the faith to be healed. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, Stand up! And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. Skip down to verse 19 says, then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into town. Okay, pause a second. Just imagine this. Are y'all, I don't know if everybody else is like this. I picture things like, so like he's, he's, he's like, everybody thinks he's dead. And he just gets up and says, all right, let's go back to town. You know, I'm like, wait a second. I mean, surely there's something else happening in there. You know, I mean, but I guess they can't say everything in Scripture because the, script, the Bible would not be able to be carried around. Um, but I just can imagine what it was like. Um, so he gets up back into the town that just stoned him. I mean, it's, it's, it's just hard to imagine. So the next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. Um, verse 21, after preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, rem- re- reminding them that we must suffer hardships to enter the kingdom of God. I want to read that last part. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them, that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. In these passages that we've read, there are many miracles. Um, we um, see the miracles that, that Paul, uh, of the man that was lame, that was healed, and many miracles happen throughout these passages that we just read. As I was preparing this, this week, I, um, I, was trying to rem- I was just remembering some miracles that I've heard and known of. And so I had um, a few phone calls and a few conversations that just so I could remember the, the details. Now, um, if you don't know Sister Vonnell Black, Sister Vonnell, would you raise your hand, just kind of wave? Okay, everybody, I'm going to give you a chance to look back and see Sister Vonnell. Okay. Um, Sister Vonnell has had many miracles in her life i mean she is a walking miracle i mean even just in the short time we've known her there have been many miracles but i was asking her and so there were some that i did not know so sister vonnell um was born prematurely um when she was two weeks old and if I, hopefully i don't miss any some of these little details but um she got pneumonia came down with pneumonia now when you're a premature two weeks old and you get pneumonia back then the odds were not good. So her mom calls this, her aunts, and they come and pray for her. Um, then they call the doctor. The doctor gets there, and he says, you called me too late. She is already blue. And he turned around and walked out. Can you imagine? And so, but you know what? I mean, it was, so it was too late. The doctor said there is no hope for her. Well, there was, there was a mama and some aunts that didn't, didn't take that and they started praying for her. And um, as you can see, she's still here, right? <laughs> um, she, when she was five, she had scarlet fever. And back in those days, by the time they figured out you had scarlet fever, it was usually too late. And here she is. <laughs> um, when she was, I think in her 30s, um, she was having, and I'd, we would have we had her just come up here and share, but, but um, she gave me permission to share her, her story. Um but when she she had some heart condition, a uh, heart problem, and the doctor said it was inoperable because she was having spasms in her heart, and the blood was being cut off from her heart i mean that's that's not good um the doctor said that um, she wouldn't make it much longer, and um Brother Wayne, her husband um, practically had to carry her in to the pews here at church and um so, you know, it had, been, it had been a long time of waiting for, this, for her healing, but she said that there was a, a call to worship, and they said, just lift up your hands, and I think they were singing a song, and so she just, by faith, lifted up her hands, and she said that she started feeling heat, like a, um, like a flash of heat that went from her feet up and then over her head. And she knew that the Lord had touched her. As you can see, she is still here today. I mean, (laughs) um, that was a huge miracle. She said it wasn't instantaneous. She knew the Lord touched her then, but the miracle began. And so she said throughout the years that she would have chest pains. And she said, Lord, why do these symptoms come back? Like, why am, am I feeling this? And the Lord showed her that they were a reminder of what He had done for her. Wow! You know that happens actually to Todd sometimes. There have been times that we, you know, he had Crohn's, and um, there was the second surgery that was happening. I don't know why God didn't heal him on the first surgery. Sometimes we don't understand those things, but it was the second surgery he was about to have, and um, and so God did a miracle in him. But sometimes through the years, those. Those have come back. Um, and just in the time that we've known Sister Vonnell, two years ago, a um, straight wind hit her. She was in Oklahoma. That's what she went, get, got for going to Oklahoma. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, a straight wind hit her and threw her, um, was it 40 feet? How, let's see. I think it was, oh yeah, it was a microburst. Yeah straight wind, 40 feet. She went into the trees. I didn't remember that part. And then threw her to the ground. Now, I, I mean, that, that was just amazing that, that the Lord kept his hand on her. Um, she went through COVID. She she has gone through so many things and the Lord has has brought her through and, and brought healing to her. Um. We uh, had a, a friend, one of kind of my, my, um, my prayer passions is for people that have not been able to have kids. And um, this kind of started, this one of our friends, she was a new believer and she had um, a miscarriage and we had prayed and prayed and really felt like God had heard. And then she had the miscarriage and then she had another miscarriage like not long after that. And on that second miscarriage... Um, she, They had to do the surgery afterwards, um, and so she went back to the doctor a couple of weeks later, or one or two weeks later, just to make sure the doctor had to make sure that she was okay, and when they did, they found a heartbeat. The thing is, with that surgery, you don't have a heartbeat afterwards, and that baby was born full term, healthy, completely. So we've seen it, yes, yes. Um, I called another friend this week because she went through years. Um, if you know Laura Morris, she's a pastor's wife in, in um, uh, Andrews. And, I mean, she had one thing after another happen to her. And so I was talking to her and just re- remembering all of the things that she went through. It was crazy, the things that she went through. Um, and she wasn't supposed to have more kids I mean anyway it that's a, a really whole long story but we saw many miracles happen we also saw much tragedy and heartbreak in the middle of all the miracles so it was kind of like sometimes it's it's hard to to wrap our head around that Um. but although we've seen many miracles have you ever prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and, prayed and the miracle didn't happen So, I want to share um, a little bit about this. So, there was a pastor's wife friend that had known her whole life. And she, so this is like 13 years ago now. And she was um, diagnosed with cancer. And, I mean, we, like tons of people were praying. I mean, everybody was praying for her. Um, We prayed and prayed and prayed. And about six months before she passed away, I started having a vision of her rising from the dead I every time I would be praying for her healing praying for her healing and all I could see was me putting my hands on her face and waking her up so to the point that I was like I, um, I saw them at a, at a district meeting and I was like I just felt so strongly I just had to tell them and it was like I was scared to death I mean you don't want to go tell somebody you're praying for their healing that if they pass away that you know, I mean, it was just like, okay, but I felt so strongly. So I told her husband first, I said, and and I was trying to kind of beat around the bush. Um, I was like, I just feel, I just have to tell you that if she falls asleep, I'm going to come wake her up. I mean, so that's kind of old, old English, old King James, you know, when they fall asleep. And so um, he says, you've got to tell her. So I, I told her. And um, so she, she ends up passing away. Um, I go to the, to the funeral home and, um, I really didn't know how this was going to work. This was like four months before she passed away that I even told them that. So I didn't know if anybody remembered. And I'm just like, I'm just going to kind of slip in and maybe I'll just kind of, you know, I don't know, but they did remember. And, and they said, Hey, after this, after the viewing, we're going to have prayer. Like, so whoever's going to stay and pray for her, that's what we're going to do. And so that's what we did. And there was a room full of people praying our hearts out for her to rise from the dead. Um, it didn't happen that day. So the next day we had a, it was at the funeral. And I didn't know this. Nobody had told me this part. But her dad had also had a dream of her sitting up in her casket at her funeral. So she had said, put my boots outside my, the casket. Because, you know, we believe that God, I mean, Jesus said even greater things could happen. And so so she was believing. And um, so the funeral happened. Um, they called all the ministers and people that wanted to pray. It was closed casket, so they opened it just for that. We prayed. Um, she didn't rise, but there was a whole lot of faith in that room. Um, so my dad had told me, he said, I really, I know this sounds, this may, I, I may be wrong, but he said, I really felt like her spirit was there, but that we didn't that, that she decided not to stay, and I'm like, I could not receive that, because I had felt so strongly that she was going to rise, and so I was having a hard time even hearing that, and so um, when um, I get back to camp, it was during camps, and, and I remember just feeling like, okay, God, I, I am so confused, Like, I know what I saw for all this time, and I was praying and praying and believing, and so many others believing, like, how did this happen? In fact, I asked the Lord, I said, God, have I made up this whole thing? Like, am I even saved? I mean, are you really there? And um, he took me on a journey from that point that changed my life. I mean, I would not trade for it. But the thing is, how can, and I'm going to come back to that in a minute, but how can we recover when we face these hardships, when we, when we face these times, because we do know God has healed many times. He has answered many, many prayers, but how can we continue in the faith? So, um, so for, I guess it was 12 years after that happened and I still had questions. I mean, I, I was serving the Lord, you know, and I, I still believed, but, 12 years later, so last year we were at a a meeting in Lubbock, and I see the mom, and I I was talking to her, and she said, you know, um, and I did not know this, but she said, Jessica told me, mom, give me a chance to come back, but don't be mad if I decide to stay. I was like, what, I never knew that. I never knew that, you know, and so anyway, we're gonna get, uh, talk a little bit, but you know, it just really reminded me that when we get to heaven, man, that's where we're going to want to stay, right? So, so how can we continue in the faith whenever we face hardships, when things knock the wind out of us, whenever we, when the answer doesn't come like we hoped it had? Um, and here's what we see in Stephen. He kept his eyes on Jesus. So I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus when things around me aren't changing the way i want them to the way i think they should or the way i think I, I know that god can so stephen was a man full of faith he used or god used him to perform many miracles and yet he is stoned to death he's falsely accused but even in the middle of this god's glory is literally visible his face was illuminated so, he's being stoned to death after all these wonderful miracles, and yet his face, it's, there's something different about him. So, he declares what he's seeing, and, and so what we don't see in this is he's not saying, why me, God? No, his eyes are on Jesus, and his eyes are on the people around him. He's thinking about the people around him that are literally stoning him to death. So, The the next thing we're going to do is, I'm going to keep my eyes on him, and I'm going to keep my eyes on them. We've got to keep our focus on Jesus, but we've also got to see the people around us. Who is watching in the middle of this? Stephen was looking to God. He was thinking of the people around him. He asked God not to hold this against them. So in the middle of pain and suffering, we can look around us. This is when when people notice the difference in us. How many times when you're going through something, has someone said, how do you have peace? How? How are you not angry? How do you keep your faith in Jesus? So when people are around us, they're listening, they're watching. Our faces may not be literally illuminated like Stephen's was, but spiritually speaking, it is. Our face is lit up. Um, there was a, a Hindu man that told his sister that knew my, knows my family. And um, he said, I'm going to know if they're really Christians because there's a light in their eyes. And so he met them and he said, yep, they're real Christians because there's a light in their eyes. And it was very uh, matter of fact. And we may be used to that more here because we know a lot more believers. But the thing is, people who are in darkness, they do see a difference in us. They, they should. They should see us Light up when we're talking about Jesus, when we're telling them what he's done in us, when we're talking about our church or our faith or um, that. So Jesus, help us illuminate your light no matter the circumstances. The third thing that we're going to do is I'm going to keep stepping out in faith when the opportunity arises. You know, I was it was a gut punch whenever the miracle didn't happen, and it took a little bit of recovering but what I've learned is that I'm gonna still step out in faith and believe that the miracle can happen. And um, when I, I love this part, when in Paul's account on, in Acts 14, 9, he looks at this guy and he realized that he had the faith to be healed. So Paul realizes that this guy, he, he notices something. And so he sees that moment, he stepped out in faith. Which should be something that we're looking at, there may be people that are around us, and there's just something that just kind of hits us. I need to pray for them, and when that comes to us, let's do it. I mean when we are full of of the Holy Spirit um, we're more concerned about him and them than we are about us i i it doesn't matter if they think i'm crazy or if they think you know if they thought stephen was uh, was was crazy for still proclaiming Jesus when he was being stoned he was thinking of them and he was looking to him and that's what we're gonna keep on doing you know it's uh, Stephen didn't survive being stoned Paul did that doesn't make sense does it why I mean if anybody deserved to be to get up and walk away it was Stephen I mean Stephen was the one who Paul actually was part of the reason he died so then Paul gets up. I mean, I don't know. I was just thinking, what if you were one of those disciples and you're going, hey, wait a minute. This isn't fair. I don't know. Maybe they were thinking that. But Stephen was healed. So complete healing begins in heaven. I had a really hard time with this statement when people say would say they got their ultimate healing I had such a hard time with that I'm like "Mm -mm. nope I had I just couldn't I just couldn't take that I couldn't accept that and it was a lot because of my friend that I thought was going to raise from the dead and and for her to have said give me a chance but don't be mad if I don't come back you know there must be something on the other side that's really really good i mean to have gone through all the pain and suffering and then to get to the other side and to have no suffering and no pain um man that is ultimate healing the, throughout our lives we are going to face things we're not going to reach that point in on this earth um you know I, I mean I love princess stories I love Cinderella stories okay the happily ever after begins with when they get married right happily ever after begins when they get married or with that kiss perfection okay real world here we know that happily ever after does not start with that true love's kiss I mean life might be good but it's not perfect right <laughs> um, we also know that life doesn't become perfect once we get married Right. Okay. There are hardships. We have to work through things. But life will be perfect when we get to heaven. It's going to be perfect. When when um, when Stephen was in those last moments and he saw Jesus, I mean, I think he was ready. He's like, I'll be right there. I mean, he he saw something. He was ready. He was ready for that. So. Complete healing does begin in heaven when um, when I was going whenever I had this um, this I guess trying of my faith, of just and you know, I mean, I even felt bad even saying it was a trying of my faith, because I wasn't the mom, I wasn't the sister, and you know the it wasn't my my immediate relative, but it still was something that that I had prayed for so much. And so when I cried out to the Lord, asking him if he was real, he began speaking to me and showing me so much love that I had never experienced. I felt like I was being swept off my feet. I know it sounds really weird to say it that way, but it was like buckets of love, buckets of grace. He's so good. And what I learned through that is that God has big shoulders. That we can go to him whenever we're like, whether we're, Angry or hurt or whatever it is, we can cast it all on him. We can say, God, I don't understand. Like, help me. Like, help me. And the first words that I heard, because I remember stepping out of the tabernacle at the camp. And I was like, God, have I made this whole thing up? Are you even real? And I stepped outside and I just... The fool is said in his heart, there's no God. And I was like, I looked up and I was like, wow, you are an amazing God. And that was the first moment that it was just kind of like a, just pouring out on me. And for the next months and months, it would be like I would just be walking and I would suddenly just feel such closeness of the Holy Spirit, of the Lord working in me. So God has big shoulders and I want to encourage you to go to him. If your faith has been um, just knocked, or you have felt the wind has been sucked the life has been sucked out of you maybe you just don't have much much left of in that go to him he can handle it and then watch and listen he will answer you he'll bring you peace he'll show you his presence and then the the next thing is to worship the lord last week tony did a great job on that he was um in part two of healing and Tony shared last week and one of the things that he said is praises the heartbeat of spiritual health sister Vonnell said in her miracle that that began when she lifted up her hands and started worshiping the Lord like our focus on him and as we worship him um, just that work began and then as Paul said to continue in the faith we remember what he has done what he has done—it's easy to see that thing that he didn't do for whatever reason we don't understand. But how could we forget all of the things that um, that had happened? Okay, I'm going to pause real quickly because we have. I'm sorry. speaking of miracles. I just saw. I just saw. We have two little miracles here that just joined our church. Would would, would the mamas just raise your hand? <laughs> We have two new babies in our church. Those are, (laughs) sorry, I just, you know, when you see the baby, you're like, oh, 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 whoops. (laughs) So, um, so whenever, um, I I feel like that we've all been miracles when our, uh, just, just that we are alive today, right? But whenever we feel that the life has been sucked out of us, when we feel like there has, there's not much hope, um, sometimes we have to. Remember the things that he has done. We've got to dig deep and look to him. There's a song I've been I've been listening to all week and it just came to my mind this week as I was preparing and it's an older song. It's by Andre Crouch called Through It All. And the second or the last verse says, "I thank God for the mountains." And I thank him for the valleys. And I thank him for the storms he brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Those words, for if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. Isn't that good? So when we go through those situations, if we had never gone through them, if life were just happily ever after all the time, we wouldn't know to call on God. And so those, those situations we go through serve as a reminder to call on him. He has big shoulders. He can hear us. He does hear us. So this morning as we, as we close, I... I just believe that God wants to work in us, and that I encourage you that we're going to be ready to respond. Amen. As we read about Stephen today in the time leading up to his death, you know, he had such peace, obviously. He had that assurance. I don't see, I don't hear any fear in his words. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't sound afraid. I'm not saying he wasn't hurting and and. And pain I don't know but the thing is to have that kind of of um, resolve and knowing that hey if you take my life I'm right there with him right now like I'm there so you can do whatever you want to me I'm gonna be with Jesus or whatever happens in this situation I'm gonna be with Jesus if it's my last breath here it's gonna be my first breath there Today, if you don't have that kind of assurance and you haven't, maybe you're not living for the Lord, um, today can be different for you. It can be a a new start for you that you decide today. You know, none of us has a guarantee. We don't know when our life is gonna be over here, but we can have that assurance that I know the last breath I take here I am gonna be looking to Jesus and I'm gonna be right with him and you know you can know that there are some religions they are they're just hoping because they they have no assurance but we can know what we do today is that we look to Jesus we surrender to him we acknowledge that he is God we acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross for our sins we acknowledge that He paid for our sins and we repent of those sins we turn away from that we ask him to be the Lord or the master of our lives it's not just hey God forgive me and then I'm gonna continue to live like I live but it's a it's a a decision it's a turning around going from this direction to this direction and now we're not following just me and looking at me 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 I'm looking to him and I'm looking out for them it's not just about me anymore God I want to serve you I want to serve you Lord so today if that if, to, if today you're ready to just make that resolve and you're ready to make that commitment to the Lord you want to know without a doubt that your last breath here is gonna be your first breath in heaven and you want to surrender to Jesus today today you can make that choice would you stand with me this morning
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Odessa First Assembly podcast. If you've enjoyed today's message, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on social media for updates and inspirational content throughout the week. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Odessa First AG. And if you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us in person for our Sunday morning services at 10.30 a.m. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Church Online. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on the Odessa First Assembly Podcast.